You wouldn't believe the day I've had. What happened? Well, I was walking here, stumbled onto the road, must have missed a red light, almost got hit by a car, and someone gave me the bird. Ah, so that's why you have the parrot on your shoulder? Do you want to talk about it? Well, ideally I'd find a late hours pet store, but since you're here, I suppose you'll be... Acceptable company. Hello. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're happy to have you back. Yes. Z, how you been? Good. I was cringing <laughs> at some of my Facebook on this day memories uh, stuff. Aren't they awful? Oh, what it's a, so bad. What a dumb feature. I know. Anytime you're feeling good about yourself, anytime <laughs> you think you're killing it, just go to Facebook on this day. There's a reason I don't actually post anything on Facebook anymore because <laughs> I'm terrified of the on this date you. Yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. Keeps you humbled though. Keeps you humbled. It's matured me more than anything I think in, 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 I've ever been. <laughs> um, so it got me thinking about cringe phases in your life. Do you have any recollections of really awkward, weird mm-hmm. things that you've done? Well, I'll have you know, I have a hat rack at my place. Mm-hmm. Now, you know I'm not the biggest hat wearer. I don't often wear hats, but this hat rack is full of fedoras. Mm-hmm. Mm. Stop it. What mm-hmm. era are we talking? Well, I wore a fedora to my year 12 formal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is... Um, Late high school. Yeah. 2008. Okay. Yeah. I wore a fedora. I had my long hair straightened. Yeah. Straightened? With a straightener? With a straightener. Oh. And a fedora. Actually, didn't look too bad. But now I have a whole bunch of fedoras that I can't wear in public because I have a neck beard. <laughs> you do. <laughs> but why do you still have them? Do you foresee yourself wearing them down the track? I got a hat. I got a hat track now. So what am I going to do with the hat track about the hats? It adds Put a bit of coats on. Them. It adds a bit. That's actually a great idea. <laughs> it adds a bit of class to my my entryway. Oh, I don't know about that. Okay, look, it's not all fedoras. Okay. I have various other hats. Okay. I was imagining just fedoras. No, I wanted you to have that image. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the that's the cringiness. I appreciate the honesty. I'm trying so hard not to judge you right now. <laughs> Look, I, we're still friends, okay? We're, we're still the, friends. Just know that. I have another one as well. Mm-hmm. So in high school, like many people, we, uh, we grew our hair out long. Mm-hmm. It was like the style at the time. But because I have Maltese jeans, my hair isn't exactly straight. If I don't have it tied up, it, it does go a bit frizzy. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated this as a teenager. So instead of straightening it every day, my idea was to gel it down. So I had long hair, probably shoulder length, and I just ran gel through it every single day. Like a middle part or like a... No, it would come down like over my forehead. Oh, like a fringe. Like Yeah. Like a fringe, but the whole the rest of the hair was just everywhere, and it was just gelled down, and it always looked like wet. And I'd get <laughs> mad at anybody who touched it because it was gelled down. Yeah, they were gonna mess it up. They were gonna mess up the system. It was horrendous. Annoying thing is, when I had my hair not gelled, it was actually really cool, really frizzy, and it actually was like lighter. In the very few photos I have, it looks fine. I would much prefer that hair. Looking back on it. <laughs> I think my cringe phases trump yours. I had a fedora tree. No, no, no. I had skater phase, right? <laughs> I thought... Of course you did. 
I wasn't actually a skater, obviously, but I oh, liked the aesthetic. I made my parents buy me a Kmart skateboard. Because mm, that's what all the cool kids were using. Yeah. And I tried skating, couldn't do it, unsurprisingly. So I just carried it around with me and wore skatey brands, begged my parents to buy me skate brand t-shirts. So what happened when everyone was like, do a flip? Nah, I just like sit it on the floor and sit on it. Did you hang out with a bunch of skater guys? No, I was... (laughs) No? No, I was just a lone skater. I think I just saw someone on social media being a skater and I was like, oh, that looks really cool. That's me. I'm a skater now. You're just chilling in a skate park. No, I didn't even go to skate. This is like me at church. (laughs) Me at church with my family. Just being a cool skatey rebel. And so with this whole skatey phase came this rebellious mentality. I went to a really strict school, like the uniform policy was quite strict. And I went through the policy to try and find loopholes to try and, you know, beat the system without beating the system. So did things like the only jewelry we were allowed to wear was wristwatches. We weren't allowed to wear like... Rings, rings or, or earrings. Not even earrings. Like only plain studs or sleepers, nothing with color or shape. Uh. Um, and so what I did was, oh, okay, we're allowed to wear wristwatches. So I wore like five watches on Whoa. one hand. You just- were never late. <laughs> hey, that's why you still... Zara still gets really mad if you're ever late to anywhere. <laughs> this is this is why. She's always been a timekeeper. Yeah, I am. Um, and I do things like, oh, well, we, we can wear joggers on sports day, but no one said that we have to wear the same joggers. So I'd wear mismatched joggers oh and try and be this, you know, Who so unique you? and so wild. You think that beats wearing fedoras? Yeah, look, carrying look, a skateboard around, yeah, not look, actually knowing how to skate. There's no reoccurring hatred towards the skater scene, but there is plenty of dislike towards neckbeards and fedoras. But I mean, a fedora is just one fashion item that has not aged well. Mm-hmm. Right? Like those jeans that we used to wear really low down that went below your hip bone. I never did that. That's such that's so dumb. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you. You were so not with it. No. I've, I've, I thought we made that clear. I <laughs> gelled my hair down. But I mean, this is a lifestyle. This is skating, not skatey lifestyle. But I think that's way worse. <laughs> you just made one bad decision. Did you go for the emo stage? Uh, emo music. Yeah. Um, I didn't go too badly, but some people in my grade. Hardcore. Oh, yeah. I think there are still emos now. I think they're just goths now. But goths have the been goths around since forever. Yeah, I think goths just reabsorbed the emos. Oh, okay. They branched <laughs> they out. Me- they merged together. Yeah. <laughs> emos branched out for a little while and then they just got sucked back in. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, um, thanks for sharing that dark chapter in your life. Oh, anytime. I'm always happy to air out my darkest, dirtiest, <laughs> most embarrassing secrets <laughs> in front of 100 people. Z, you know that I'm a big movie guy, mm-hmm. right? I love movies. I like going to movies. There's so many options for movies out there. How do I decide what to watch? The really, really nerdy ones. That's what you choose to go see. Okay, that was a hypothetical question. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was leading up to reviews, mm-hmm. right? Reviews, review websites, peer reviews. Now there's reviews for everything these days. My question to you is how much the reviews impact what you do, what you buy. Do they have an impact at all? Heavily, heavily impacts <laughs> my life. Particularly, I love going to restaurants and cafes. Mm. I will always look at reviews, look at photos, look at the Instagram page to assess whether it's worth my time going there. Sure. Um, 
I like reading. I'm trying to read a lot of books this year. Mm. Before I buy a book, I'll look up reviews about that book. Mm -hmm. Not to give it away, but just a general star rating. But I was thinking about this. It's so weird with reviews because now that we've got Uber and things with the five-star rating, Mm. like if I catch an Uber and the guy gets me from A to B, it's five stars. But it's not really five stars. Like five stars is meant to be exceptional, it's premium. Driving you from point A to point B is a bare minimum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but if he gets me there, even if he makes a wrong turn or if something happens, I still rate him five stars because I want to be rated five stars. And so there's only really two ratings, five stars, did the job, or one star. Dropped you off on the side of... The ghetto. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like... Reviews are really helpful, but they're not truly indicative of where this place lies on a spectrum. You're right. Like, take a 10-star a review for something. If it's not an 8 or above, it's generally considered subpar, when yeah. really 5 should be mediocre. 5 should be medium, but a 5 out of 10 movie is a pretty bad movie. Yeah. And yeah, I never even thought about the Uber thing. That's a good point. So it, it relies, you rely heavily on reviews. Yeah, particularly for places to eat. I would say anything below a 4.2, I probably would question. I'm, I, I'm the same. If I'm looking at something on Uber Eats, for example, and there's a, a half star difference, you better believe I'm going for the higher one. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes I filter by one star reviews just to see what <laughs> is wrong with the service. And there are some real crazies on there talking about like, oh, I went to this restaurant and they wouldn't mash the banana that I brought for my baby because they said it would contaminate the utensils. The, the pork grinder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, lady, bring your own baby food. Why are you expecting the kitchen to mash your banana? Check your privilege, lady. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, like, sometimes you read the one-star reviews and you think, oh, these people are just Karens. They're, they're nuts. Yeah. Anyone that leaves a zero or a one-star review are insane people. No, if, no, if you have there. a really bad experience with something. There. I'm saying it now. Okay, if I have a really bad experience with something, I just don't leave a review. Yeah, that's what I mean. Anyone that cares enough to go on there and leave a one-star review. But what if the, what if the service was really bad? What if they were, like, really rude to you? You wouldn't want to call them out on that behavior? Sure. Okay. But you've never experienced something that bad. No, not enough to give them a yeah, me neither. one-star review. Yeah, me neither. It's an entire culture, internet cancer culture, where they, they boycott certain things, games and movies, that they don't agree with by just spamming it with bad reviews mm-hmm. to lower the average. It's a very popular method of making people's voices heard. And then, of course, the other side just gives it 10 out of 10 reviews and it, everything just doesn't make any sense. Mm. But sometimes places are like, oh, if you leave us a five-star review, we'll give you 20% off your next purchase. And so therefore, it also skews their rating the other way. It does, but it's worthwhile because as we've just said, especially with eateries, we look for you know that little bit higher. Okay, but what if you saw a movie that you thought was okay, mm. but they said, leave us a five-star review and you'll get 25% off your next movie ticket. Would you rate it better than you actually felt it was or not for uh, that discount? What did they give me? 25% off? I don't know. I just made that up. But yeah, let's no, see. No, that does, that does matter. Yeah. You don't have to be specific about okay. that percentage. Okay, 20%, 20%. For a movie ticket? Nah. Nah. What about a free popcorn? Integrity. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, popcorn is like twice the price twice of the ticket. Twice the price of the ticket. That's where they make all the money. Yeah. Dude. Um, I, uh, I don't know about movie, movie tickets is an old one. I was just trying to make That's, it relevant here. Yeah, example. I understand. You <laughs> think I, I don't eat food. <laughs> you don't think I understand that reference. If it was like, it's different because a restaurant, five stars is what you're expecting. Like kind of like the Uber thing. 
we're expecting a five-star review. So anything less than five stars, they've done something wrong in your eyes. You don't go to a restaurant and say, the food was great, the price was great, the service was great, four out of five stars. Movies are different. Movies are a lot more subjective. Mm. It's it's what's a perfect movie to you is different to me. So making a movie, it's based on enjoyability, I suppose. What you are looking for and what you take away from the movie. Yeah. But with that Uber example, it's like the Uber driver that provides you the phone charger and the hand sanitizer and asks you what radio station mm. you want to listen to. He gets five stars. But the guy who got you from A to B and accidentally made a wrong turn also gets five stars. No, he gets four and a half. That wrong turn was unnecessary. Would you, though? No, I'm joking. Yeah, you give them five because they did the job. That's not five stars, though. No. Five stars is the hand sanitizer guy. He is, but same as I suppose he's got more of a buffer zone, right? If the hand sanitizer guy takes a wrong turn, you're less likely to take marks off him mm. because he's... Made up for it. Yeah. Mm. He's, he's, got those, he's got the extra points in, in hand sanitizer buffer. Yeah, fair enough. So I also use reviews to support my views. If I'm having a conversation about, oh, I like this movie. No, I like this movie is much better because it has 9 out of 10 stars. And your <laughs> movie has 6 out of 10 stars. Therefore, I have the better taste. I do admit I get justified when I'm like, this is a really good movie. And I look it up and I'm like, yes, everyone else thinks so too. But have you ever not watched a movie and loved it and looked at the ratings and realized I, it's got like 63%? I have plenty of times. There are plenty of movies where they're just stupid, silly movies and you love them and critics don't. 100%. There's heaps of movies. If I looked up reviews for movies and one was a 6 out of 10, I'd be less inclined to watch it. Even though plenty of my favorite movies are, you know, 6 out of 10 movies. Yeah, no, I'm the same. But it's, you know, time's precious. Mm. And, and in, a, in a competitive market where there's so much else to watch, so much else to do, I'm going to spend my time doing what the critics recommend. <laughs> 4.2 stars or nothing. So um, I, have, I have a really good friend who was meant to be married last year in Fiji. Um, and it didn't go through because of COVID. So they got married privately here in Sydney. Now that COVID has eased up, they are enjoying the celebrations of what they missed out on. Mm -hmm. The exciting thing is that I got to partake in a, not a wedding, not yet, but it was something called a Sangeet night. Okay. Which from what I understand traditionally is like a hen's night, but with modern Western cultures, it's become more like a, big celebration before the main wedding where everybody that you know friends and family get together and have a big party mm -hmm. um, specifically a dance party okay so i haven't really been to an indian festival before but it was quite the cultural event so they had this family member come up and they'd do a dance and then the other family member would come up and do a dance and then this friend would come up and they'd do a dance like a planned choreographed dance or just making it up on the spot that's the thing, because it, it, all of the dances, they kind of started choreographed and then they devolved kind of into not choreographed Okay, dancing. so it's like the so, notes said, start off doing this <laughs> and then wing it. It's like they, they very loosely learn to dance okay. and they'll do that for a while and then other people would just get up and start joining in and it would just become a big, it would just be a big dance. Dance but, party. But all of these like performances, mm. they only went for like 30 seconds or a minute, right? They're all very short. So, you know, some, you know, grandpa would get up and he'd do a dance with grandma and then it would last 30 seconds and everyone would clap and then the next person would get up. It was fun. Luckily, I was part of the friends, not part of the family. We were all pushed down the back. You know, no one really... Called you up and pulled you yeah. up to dance. We were, we were happy to sit back and observe what was going on without having to partake. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was fun. 
Did you dress up in the gear? I, I didn't. I wish I did. I inquired and they said, oh, don't worry about it. So I didn't bother. But I wish I did because it would have been... It's so much better when you dress up. It would have been amazing. Well, I've, I do have the wedding coming up. So maybe I'll organize a, a traditional garment to wear for My advice, save up. It's more expensive than you think. The garment? Hmm. Well, I mean, I don't want to cut my chickens, but the, the bride's mum gave my friends it for free. Oh, okay, cool. That's nice then. She worked with us. We know the mum pretty well. Okay. You can borrow something maybe. Maybe. I'll, I'll organize something. But it was it was fun. It, the groom is, you know, he's white. I had a bit of a my big fat Greek wedding vibe where he'll do what he needs to do. He's going to do his best to take part in the cultural ceremonies because he loves the bride and he wants to, you know, obviously he wants to make this work. And he had his whole family there and they performed the dance as well, mm-hmm. which was nice. very cute. Yeah. They had traditional Indian food there, which I tried a lot of. Very hot. Mm-hmm. How are you with spices? I'm generally not very good at spices. <laughs> so this was, um, it wasn't awful, but it, it, some of it was definitely like, I shouldn't have done that. At least you tried. It's oh, all yeah. about being open to. When in Rome. Yeah, see? exactly. But it was, it was fun. And yeah. then at the end, they had a bit more traditional, like, douche douche music, so. Traditional, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the traditional Indian music, not so traditional. No, that's, but the doof was... doof dubstep, <laughs> traditional. Traditional in terms of my dancing. West, oh, okay, yeah. Western cultural dancing. Yes. But I understand your point. That's a good thing about Indian festivities. Because there are so many of them, you can make a mistake on the first one by not wearing the outfit <laughs> and then still have so many other opportunities to wear it. Knowing my luck, the wedding will be like a more traditional Western wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I really hope it isn't. I'd love to see an Indian wedding. And it was they're a Fijian Indian. So mm-hmm. it was like they also had a few Fijian dances thrown in there. Some of like... Like they had lays and they mm. had kind of like hackerish kind of dances with spears. It was just a whole thing. Any kava drinking? What drinking? Kava. Kava. Yeah, it's a Fijian, I'm pretty sure a Fijian or Fijian Indian thing. Not that I noticed. Okay. We were drinking mocktails. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds fun. It was. It was a lot New of fun. New experience. It was. I am keen for the wedding. It was, it was a good night. It was. A cultural experience. Absolutely. Okay, so time for Acceptable or Not. Everyone's favorite game. <laughs> that we just introduced we last did. episode. Um, something I've never understood is telling kids about Santa and like going through that whole process of making them believe in him, Hang on scaring them into Are it. Are you going to say Santa Claus, Acceptable or Not? No, telling kids about Santa, acceptable or not. Why do we even do it? Like, you do it and then break their trust Hmm. and then make them question everything. For what? Because of tradition? Why do we do this? There's a lot of silly things we do because of tradition, though. So it is because of tradition. I think so. It adds a little bit of magic to Christmas that I, I personally think persists into adulthood. Okay. What is your experience with, were you ever a believer or were you just... No, my parents never told me. They didn't say Santa does not exist, but they didn't like proliferate the belief in Santa. They just didn't mention it. They didn't wake up in the middle of the night, take bites out of the cookies. No, (laughs) but I never believed in him because my parents didn't tell me, yes, this is a thing. You don't get presents if you're not good. Um, I just never believed in it. It didn't make sense to me, logically speaking. Even as a child, it didn't add up in my head. So I just never believed in him. Hmm. And I I still think that there's magic in Christmas. Like, I still get excited about it. But I get excited about 
Well, when I was a kid, I got excited about my parents buying me presents. Hmm. So they they got all the all the credits. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Why would you not just tell your kids it's you? Uh, what look, is the Santa element? I don't understand. Coca Cola, right? <laughs> In what way? No, apparently that's why he wears red. Oh, really? That's what it's I marketing. Heard. See, it's a big marketing scheme. Look, yeah, com- Christmas is the most commercial season ever, but. That, look, I can't explain why it ever happened, but there's plenty of other examples of it, like the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. There's plenty of those sort of traditional beliefs we put on the kids. Why? Because, I don't know, maybe they want kids to believe in a bit of magic. I, I certainly used to love sitting there and, and imagine I can see Rudolph's nose in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Listen here, miss. <laughs> My parents didn't want to let me believe in magic, so they... They yeah, they, they the told me arts. the cold the cold truths of the world well, at a young age. It's they didn't pop any bubble for me. They just didn't. Yeah, but it's, I don't think the bubble popping is a big like event that you're imagining. They didn't sit me down one day and goes, "Well, Matt, you're eight years old now. It's about time you found out." <laughs> you're twenty nine years old. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time you found out that yes, we've been buying you all these presents and we deserve the credit from here on out. It wasn't that. It was I just became old enough to realize. Okay, and how did you feel realizing that everyone had lied to you? Didn't. I just I don't remember ever feeling betrayed. Mm-hmm. I haven't spoken to my dad since, but I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I, I just I was old enough to realize not only that he wasn't real, but it was a little bit of fun. I just don't understand why. I don't understand the purpose of it. I think that as parents, it's a lot. Of, it's a bit of the fun, and also it's potentially even a good way to keep the kids in line especially approaching christmas time but why not just say i will not buy you this nintendo we've heard that all year round if there's a magical fairy that's watching your every move you've heard of elf on the shelf right i've seen it i don't really understand literally a toy elf that they go they pop out at christmas time he goes this is santa's spy and he's literally watching you so they can just be like oh you're hitting your sister elf's watching if they believe this this magical creature, Santa Claus, is watching your every move, even while you're not there. Teaches morality. Fear. Teaches fear. Fear of losing presence. I think not acceptable. If I ever have kids, I'm not putting that belief on them. I think you're missing out on maybe one of the best parts of being a parent. I mean, that's pretending. Oh, ha ha ha. Look how gullible this kid is. Yeah. <laughs> no, like my, my parents did the whole like eating carrots thing and just part of the magic of it the kids look forward to it you keep them in line with the the threat of santa claus watching at all times and it, it goes beyond that you you can't see everything your kids are doing you know while you're asleep they could be plotting and scheming and you can't be like i'm gonna punish you but i'm omnipresent and i'm gonna punish you by not giving you gifts but you can say santa claus is always watching you and he's gonna not give you gifts even if i don't even know you've done something wrong okay what is the difference between that and religion for instance nothing Santa Claus is Saint Nick. It's, it stems from a religious belief, a religious holiday. But you would be against telling a kid, oh, God's going to punish you if you do this thing. So what's the difference? Mm, God, you're hearing with a heavy question, Z. Um, I think religion is a lot more harmful in the sense that it, it controls your very morality and how you approach life. As the a, same with the presents. Yeah, but kids are... They don't care, you know? They're going to do what they want to do. They just want presents. If you're a seven-year-old and you believe Jesus is love and you're doing good things because you want to please Jesus, then good. But if you're a 27-year-old and you think that I'm not going to have sex with my girlfriend because God is watching, 
you're basically tricking them. They're doing the same trick with Christmas as you are with an adult. That's the difference. But it comes from when what you teach kids when they're little. Not necessarily. Plenty of people get into religion as adults. But I'm talking about parents imposing things on their children and making them believe them when they're young. Yeah, but I think there's a, there's a difference between... This has gone way off track. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's meant to be a light topic. We can leave it at that. We don't have to talk about this. No, I think it's a good conversation. I think there's a, there's a difference between a harmless vice at Christmas time to add a bit of magic to things and teaching a child to believe in your morality system to face eternal damnation or, you know, paradise. I think that's... I think it's religion on a small scale. I think it is. Yeah, sure. And th- there are some good things to religion too, but I think teaching those sort of virtues to a kid isn't a bad thing. Okay. I disagree. So I'm going, I'm skewing not acceptable. I'm saying super acceptable. Okay, fine. Super acceptable with a Christmas tree <laughs> and a Santa Claus on top. I have another acceptable or not situation for you. the last one went so easy. <laughs> Okay, so this isn't really a question. I think I know what you're going to answer. It's just me telling you about something that happened and (laughs) just pondering the events together. Mm. Um, So the school that I went to when I was young was quite um, white Australian. Like, if you were ethnic, you were definitely a minority. Sure. And I remember one time being in class. This is middle school, so let's say somewhere between year six and year eight. Okay. And someone brought up World War II or Hitler, and I was, I was too young to understand this time in the world. Yeah, what the significance of it was. Yeah, but I, I knew, generally speaking, Hitler is bad and <laughs> doesn't like people that don't look like him. Okay. And then the teacher, out of nowhere, says, by the way, I'm the only ethnic minority in this class. Oh, no. This is a very vivid memory of mine. Um, the teacher says, oh, if Hitler were alive today, do you know who he'd target first? And I'm like, oh, is she going to, as a child, I'm like, oh, is she going to say it? Is she going to say? The Jews. No, she, <laughs> no, she was saying, it, okay, if Hitler were alive today and he were in this classroom, yeah. do you know who he'd target first? And I'm like, oh, go on, lady, say it. And she goes, I won't say the actual name. She goes, he'd go for Bob. You've got a very Jewish nose. <laughs> okay. And then yeah. I was like, oh, that did not go how I thought it was going to go. We've got a, there's a few things to unpack here. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you want to be targeted? No. I just couldn't believe it. And I was anticipating being targeted. Yeah. I was anticipating her calling me out because I was the obvious choice in my mind. Maybe that's why she went with something. Safe. Well, yeah, like, that's why I was like wondering. Bob's Jewish nose. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if it was like a last minute switch because she realized what she was going to say was totally inappropriate <laughs> or if she was actually going to say that the whole time. You saw the panic in her eyes as she's like about to point at you. Yeah, I don't know. I'll never know what she was going to say. You've got your say. mobile phone recording. Just No, too early, too early. Wow. I had the one that played Snake with the I, antenna at that time. Yeah, I had a Nokia 2100. <laughs> The coolest thing was you could take it apart and put colored crepe paper where the buttons are. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, buttons. yeah. I had that one too. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so telling your classroom who Hitler would target first, uh, acceptable or not? Not acceptable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially not poor Bob and his Jewish nose. He probably went home crying. No, he was, of he was like one of those um, like rebel kids. He was like, oh, yeah, sick. He'd be like... Bring it on, Hitler. Yeah, I'll exactly. take you. I'll, I'll take you. 
Yeah, that's no, such that's... a strange thing to say, right? Oh my god! And I remember being like, "This lady is going to say me, and what? How am I going to react to this?" Well, I feel like teachers—they're just humans, right? And I feel like they must get on tangents and like just get stuff in their heads, and they just and they realize I shouldn't be saying this. These yeah, are, these are children. So I think she was just like making a joke, and she's just like, "Oh god, how do I backpedal? How do, how do I finish this? <laughs> <laughs> Insult the only minority in the class?" <laughs> yeah. or, or tease Bob in his nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bob. His name's not really Bob. You know I know, okay, I, I know. No, um, no cool guy in class is called Bob. <laughs> so, yeah, that's something that's stuck with me for a long time. Even though she didn't actually say me, the fear, the fear and the anticipation has stuck with me. My God. Yeah. So, yeah, that concludes acceptable or not. So, Matt, we have received another listener mail. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, this person just said pretty much, great job, you know, love listening to you guys. But more importantly, he called out that he had an ethnic name, oh. something that we've mentioned in a previous episode. We did. And he wanted you to not screw up his name. Me? Yes. In particular? Yes. So, I'm going to, I've spelt it out for you. I'm uh-huh. going to show it to you and I want you to give a shout out to this person. Okay. I'd love to. Okay. Thank you very much for your letter. I feel like I'm going to say it wrong. It's Eastern European. I'll give you that much. Bojan. (laughs) Better than most people who would say Bojan. I was going to say Bojan, but I'm like, nah, it's a trap. It's Boyan. Oh. Yes. So every time you see this name, B-O-J-A-N, let's educate our listeners. It's pronounced Boyan. Correct. Well, Boyan, thank you very, very much for listening and very much for the uh, letter. I think letters. And I will not mispronounce that name in future. Awesome. Well, if you want to leave us listener mail, uh, you can find the link on, on our Instagram yes. at Acceptable Company. Yes, at Acceptable Company. And the feedback form is in the bio. Um, if you want to comment on anything we've talked about, please let us know. Do you believe in Santa Claus still? Have we ruined that for you? Will you talk Go to about an Indian wedding? Will you, <laughs> will you point out the um, minorities in your classroom mm. as a as Hitler's next target? <laughs> These are all things that we want to hear and we want to know about. And we have like thirty five followers on Instagram, so please follow us as well. Hell yeah, thirty five! <laughs> so um, thank you very much for tuning in again. It's been a blast. Thank you, Z. Thanks, Matt. Till next time. Till next time. We'll see you then. Bye.